So moving on to the final segment, a, a couple of quick questions. So um, let's say that somebody comes to you, and I'm sure that you might have people in your team that you mentor. I know you, you mentor people, and that's a, that's a great uh, um, activity to do. If somebody asks you, how do I become the next head of supply chain uh, at Infineon in, in years to come, what one piece of advice would you give them? So I think it's important to explore different functions. So supply chain, first within supply chain you have a lot of domain. Second, supply chain has always a lot of stakeholders. Uh, and I think you can be very good in what you do if you understand what the other are doing. So exploring different functions is one. Um, not only function, but also exploring different sites. Um, so we have a strong uh, manufacturing culture. Um, and I think I, you cannot understand manufacturing as long as you haven't worked in the manufacturing sites. For sure. <laughs> uh, so understanding and manufacturing is important to supply chain. So uh, understanding how the work is done in manufacturing. So exploring different sites, uh, building up your network. So uh, as you go along, you will find out that maybe at the early stage of your career, uh, you send CV to find a job. Down the road, if you do a good job, the jobs come to you. Uh, so that's about network, either internal or external, uh, depends on what you want to pursue. And of course, um, how we spot talent uh, that will usually be people who are volunteering for projects. Uh, projects, of course, it's a stretch because you tend to take the project on top of your daily task. Uh, but it's usually a very good opportunity to meet different people, to uh, drive uh, topics which you might not be familiar, so to develop some sort of domain uh, expertise. Uh, create your own visibility because in like it or not the world is not fair uh, visibility is important as of for planning your career um, I tend to be a strong advocate that um, you should not do your whole career within the same company um, I think it's important to understand different company culture, uh, different way of working. Uh, otherwise, you might develop some bad habits within the same company. Uh, but of course, there might be a price to pay. So the more you rotate out, the longer it might take you to reach the goal. So yeah. that's, uh, that's it's always... A it's a fine balance. Um, but as you go along, I think the more mature you get, the more you will recognize that company culture is also important for your job satisfaction and for you to excel. And that's maybe exploring difference you might, might also help you to find the one style which fits you the best. Um. Very personal, uh, very personal, personal routine, morning routine. So some people are interested in that. So any morning routine that you do, so first thing that you get to the office in the morning or even before that, anything that helps you get to the... Well, so first I think uh, you need to be healthy. So uh, it's always about managing mind and body. Uh, so good breakfast is important. Uh, exercising. So I, uh, during the week, I go to the gym twice per week in the morning before going to work. Uh, to burn out some uh, toxin and uh, get uh, refreshed and re-energized. When I don't go to the gym, I do a bit of stretching as well as some exercise, which I learned recently to improve my focus. 
So standing on one leg with your eyes closed for more than 30 seconds. Oh, that's not easy, actually. That's not easy. <laughs> not easy. And actually, it helps to improve uh, in your brain the focus. So it's, and somehow you can amend the way your neurons are connected. So if you do it regularly, then your focus tends to improve. And I imagine that could be a good, uh, good fun group activity as well. So it it can be as yeah. well if you want to do it with, uh, yeah. with your team. Um, I tend to work, so I worked in a factory before, so somehow from this I developed the habit to start work early, um, which somehow I like because then you can clean up all your night uh, email uh, and starting to plan your day so that you are the most efficient uh, uh, during the day. Uh, of course, when you have, you also interact with US, that's the opportunity to interact with your US colleagues if uh, this is applicable for, for you. Um, during the day itself, um, I try to practice uh, not overbooking myself um, because if you have uh, just back-to-back uh, meeting all day, uh, first it's likely you will be late to one and the other and waste the time of the other people. Um, second, whether you can really keep a very strong focus if you have back-to-back meeting, you can put a question mark to it. Depends on your capability. And third, if you have only back-to-back meetings and there is no chance for impromptu discussion um, and somehow I like to keep my door open and if people have some questions, exactly. you can just stop. Chit-chatting is important. Chit-chatting, <laughs> yeah, chit-chatting is important. Um, what is the book that you give most to people? Well, I have a philosophy. So uh, I think management books or business books are some sort of a business. So there is always a new book being published, a new release to encourage you to spend. Um, Though I feel the underlying principle are still the same. So uh, my practice is I stick to a couple of books, um, but I do complement this with a lot of reading of articles. Particularly, I'm very fond of McKinsey Quarterly or have a business review mm-hmm. uh, because I find their case study uh, tends to be very complete, very well written um, also very relevant because it tends to address uh, current problems or current challenges while a book has always been published a couple of uh, from based on study from a couple of years ago um, nevertheless in terms of books so I would agree with uh, Scott I think good to great mm-hmm. is always something to have in your uh, library and I have one in my office um, I'm quite fond of uh, Blue Ocean Strategy Uh, Though many people would believe it's a marketing book, um, actually it's not. It's also uh, helping you to rethink about how you want to position yourself, how you want to position your supply chain, how you want to position your job to create uh, your blue ocean instead of competing and fighting in the same uh, area. Uh, since we talk a bit about the challenges ahead and change management, I think leading change from Cotter mm. uh, is also quite relevant. And to complement with the gender diversity topic, um, I'm quite fond of uh, Lean In uh, from Sheryl Sandberg. Um, Lean In? Mm, I don't know it. Okay. Ah, you don't mm. know it? Well, it's, uh, it's about how women should position themselves in the workplace. It's about something which was very um, refreshing for me, maybe because I'm 
naturally I'm more assertive, so maybe I'm not a typical woman. Um, but then she she came with a, with the observation that from a very early early childhood you start to create a bias. So mm. you have toys for girls and toys for boys. You have uh, girls is pretty mm. as mummy and boy is smart as daddy. Mm-hmm. So, of course, if as a girl you are just uh, brainwashed from very early that you are bad at math and you are just pretty, it's unlikely you will do good in your career next. Mm-hmm. So it's so she really brings this biased perspective, which was really an eye-opener for me, maybe because my parents didn't raise me like this. Uh, but now I can also understand why there are some mm-hmm. handicaps yeah, yeah, um, exactly. and how we can and we can address it. So um, I think for both female and male alike, I think it's a very interesting book to read. Mm-hmm. Super. I'll look into it. Um, now this is an interesting question. What is something you believe in that other people think it's insane? Uh, I, I don't know how people uh, would feel about insane, that. Yeah. Insane. Um, so um, maybe first, maybe because I'm an engineer, um, I think working with data is fun and rewarding. Well, definitely most people would think that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like to work on the report, uh, do my data crunching, and finally come with a good storyline. I get extremely excited about this. Uh, so, yes, yeah, sometimes I find people might not relate to my excitement. <laughs> uh, so this is one. Uh, the second is I also believe there is no stupid or uninteresting topic. Mm. So it all depends on perspective. It all depends on how you put your heart into it. So to your previous point about supply chain not being sexy, yeah, maybe when I landed in supply chain, uh, it's a long story, might not have been exactly my original choice or plan. Um, But somehow down the road, I found a lot of fun into it just because I looked into those areas where I feel I can contribute, um, I can make some change, and somehow, yeah, I enjoy my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, one point, uh, last point, I don't know if it's insane as well, but um, I think you need to enjoy what you do to do it well. So um, you have to be quite brave that on the day you don't like what you do anymore, maybe it's time to change instead of just staying there and, of course, with the comfort of staying in a known environment, but in being demoralized, demotivated every day, um, that's not good for your health, for your back. For your spirit, for the army. Yeah, exactly. But, of course, it, it, you require, it's required to be brave to make a change. Um, but I think sometimes it's better off to go this way instead of staying on. Yeah, it's always better. I mean, and, and yes, indeed, it takes courage. But it's always better. Um, social media. Do you use social media? You know, your LinkedIn, your Facebook. I mean, this is more maybe towards LinkedIn. Uh, do you use it? Does it also help your brand as an employer, as a you know potential employer? As a... Yeah. So maybe uh, yes um, to, to clear the air. So I don't do Facebook. I do not tweet. So you might see me a little bit like a dinosaur. Dinosaur. <laughs> Uh, I'm quite active on LinkedIn uh, simply because it's really initially the purpose was really work related Um, so it helps to build new contact uh, which can 
create either some interesting uh, discussion about a new topic or looking for candidates. Uh, LinkedIn also helps candidates to reach out to me, uh, so that helps your in your talent uh, talent engagement. Um, there are a couple of uh, interesting posts uh, which also can open your mind, uh, complement a bit what I do is uh, when I read uh, McKinsey uh, Quarterly. Um, it's good to uh, also when you meet new people in a forum that you keep a connection somehow um, because you can see how they are, whether they are moving in a new company. Maybe this new company might be of interest to you. So it's it's really from a work perspective, I think it's a very valuable platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so one quick example of you know an area where you've been challenged a lot. Um, around supply chain. How did you face it? How did you overcome it? Well, I think the biggest challenge I ever faced was when we changed system and migrated to SAP in 2006. Uh, If I recall my life at that time, I would have said there is life before and after SAP. (laughs) 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 So, (laughs) so, SAP now is very robust, and that was the right decision. But at that time, the project, the the project had a couple of uh, challenges and hiccups. um, And what did help really was instead of getting depressed and uh, overwhelmed by all those challenges, um, to take it as that's a new norm and we have to move forward. Uh, looking at, um, based on the challenges of the project, establishing clear communication platforms so that information will be shared, known, uh, having escalation paths, uh, looking at monitoring all the issues, uh, encouraging the team, uh, and uh, most importantly, to have one common goal. Uh, at that time, you might appreciate, uh, I was one year plus in Shanghai, uh, knowing the challenge of retention in China, um, you can appreciate that. Uh, Not everybody was ready to be resilient. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's why the encouragement uh, and making sure people would stay on despite uh, challenge from customer internal internal challenges uh, was definitely a stretch. Uh, but a good learning opportunity, uh, also a good opportunity to understand the system better and to contribute to making sure it would perform and uh, deliver, what, deliver it what it's supposed to deliver. Um, when you think of the word successful in, in your industry, in your practice in supply chain, who is the first person that comes to your mind and why? It can be from your opinion, it can be from you know whoever, it doesn't have to be internal. Yeah. Well, that's a very... Difficult question, actually, because I never thought about this like this. Um, usually, I inspire myself from articles, so a lot of readings. I don't really relate to one single uh, character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm stretching my brain. Um, maybe if somebody would come out, come out, I would say Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Maybe because he's definitely a game changer in supply chain. Um, but what I like he has is that he has a really long-term focus. So not like some of those 
leaders who invest in a new technology doesn't get return within one year. Yeah, Drop scrap it. it. Yeah. Scrap it is really taking a long-term stand, uh, making some long-term bets. Uh, so driving the company towards uh, more profitability, bigger scope uh, in a steady way without looking back, uh, learning from experience. Um, I feel um, maybe not a culture of finger pointing, really a culture of openness. Yeah. So maybe that could be, yeah. if I would get a chance, maybe it would definitely work for me. <laughs> well, he's, he's really playing for world domination, isn't he? So yeah, he's, uh, of course, uh, Jack Ma might have a different opinion, but uh, yeah. Um, you, you, you have, I, I would have asked you, you know, uh, how do you keep yourself in tune with the market? But you did mention, you mentioned McKinsey, you mentioned Harvard, Harvard Business Review. Final question. Um, if you could go back and give your 20-year-old self a valuable piece of advice, what would you say? not have moved out of technical fields so early mm, mm. Uh, because I, I still feel I miss it from time to time mm. um, and maybe my career would have been completely different if I wouldn't have done that yeah um, during my study time um, I wish I would have had the opportunity for exploring different fields not only science mm. Um, just to have a more rounded up uh, view instead of having to do an MBA a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, I would agree with my dad is once you make a decision, you just move on and you don't regret. So I try not to think too much as our father life could have been different, different if yeah. I would have done things differently. Yeah. I made a strong choice, so uh, in fact, when I moved to China, I, uh, at that time, yeah, maybe not my plan to move to supply chain like I hinted before. Um, I made the decision because I wanted the cultural exposure. I don't regret it. It's, it was a huge and very fruitful experience. Uh, maybe brought me here today. Maybe I would have been here today even with a different path. But um, culturally-wise, it was a huge experience. Yeah. So I would still continue to encourage myself to explore different cultures. Yeah. Super. Well, Roxanne, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing. Uh, very insightful, provocative, uh, useful. Um, many thanks for taking the time and it's been a pleasure having us with you. Thanks. And thanks for the very challenging and interesting question <laughs> get you soon thank you everybody for listening to our podcast if you liked what you heard be sure to follow us on radopalamario.com slash podcast for all the show notes and links and extra tips covered in the interview also make sure to subscribe to our emailing list to get the news in the nick of time I am most active on LinkedIn so do feel free to follow me to stay tuned for our latest podcasts and articles Make sure not to miss our next episode as we have the pleasure to talk with Tim Vickman, former CEO of MCC Shipping. Tim has had a 27 years career with AP Muller Merce Group. He served as vice president for 10 years and the last nine years he basically was in charge and at the helm of MCC as CEO. During his term, the company became one of the most successful organizations in their industry. So we will be having a very good discussion with Tim.
Tim to find out some of the secrets of his success, um, as well as many other interesting topics relating to the future of shipping. Look forward to a great sharing and we will keep you posted. Stay tuned. <laughs>